All right, today's class, we're going to do a great concept on, we got to make a lot of requests because this week we're speaking a lot about Gavura, we're speaking about self-esteem, how practical ways on how to build self-esteem. So I meditated this morning and this is what I got. What are basic, I came up with 22 things, 22 practical things on how to build self-esteem. Self-esteem is so important. Kabbalistically, self-esteem is malchut. Malchut represents kingship, represents the vessel, and the vessel is where the bounty comes, right? According to the kingship, according to your malchut, responsibility, kingship, that, is, that depends on a person's vessel. No, no kingship, no responsibility, no vessel. So that's an area in our lives that we have to work on. We spoke about the other day, the importance of because you, you judge yourself favorably, that will get your prayers answered. And how, how, how heaven enjoys, heaven's, heaven favors a person who judges himself favorably. Just like you would, you would have a son. You would want your son to say, to work on himself and to judge himself favorably. The last thing you want is a son saying, I'm nobody, I'm no good, I'm this. You wouldn't want that out of your own child. So why would you, want that? Why would you do that to yourself? Think about it. If your child did that, you would tell him, what's the matter with you? Focus on your good points, believe in yourself, but somehow when it becomes to your own head, we, we somehow lose that. And this is obviously self-esteem is something you work on, it could be built, etc. So number one, just to understand, the highest level of spirituality is to know yourself. Rav Dovran Pinson says, Rav Cook says, the highest level of spirituality. If you want to tell me how spiritual you are today, not how religious you are, you can be very religious and have no idea who you are. You could be robbed and they don't know who you are. They don't know. Well, well, not religious. Talk about spirituality. The highest level of spirituality is to get to know oneself. So that process could be very, very. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But the number one, people who have self awareness, people with healthy self esteem, they build, they know themselves, they know exactly what they need to work on, they know exactly what, they go, what, what works, what doesn't. And basically, what, what this is all is about recalibrating consciousness. Recalibrating teshuva is recalibrating consciousness. Same thing. Something's not working. What do we do? We recalibrate it, just like everything else. So number one is self-awareness. Very important. Self-awareness. The ultimate thing that God's going to ask you is, Aye, where are you? You have to know where you are to know where you want to go. Number two, greatest way to second greatest way to build self-esteem this is not not particular order it's just the order that it came through they practice gratitude the greatest way to build self-esteem is you practice gratitude why two two things is going to happen number one it's going to give you a tremendous amount of awareness tremendous amount of awareness i can't tell you every time every time i'm grateful i just get more awareness exactly what rab Nathan says the more more gratitude you have more that god gives you and it's going to give you energy. When you feel grateful, you're more energetic, which is going to lead you to working out, doing things, being less tired. So there's a connection. Complaining does the complete opposite. It blocks awareness and it makes you exhausted, which makes you go into uh, moody behavior. So practically, very succeed. You want to healthy self-esteem? Practice gratitude. What am I grateful for? Figure it out. Figure out what to be grateful for. <laughs> Figure it out. Count your blessings. Do something. Figure out. Then that means you got to work on your perspective. You got to work on your annulling. Figure out. You can't think about what you're grateful. Go to Guatemala for a week and see what you, what you need to be grateful for. Go put yourself in a position. Go, to, go visit a hospital. Go see what you have to be grateful for. 
Every time I walked into the gym now, I praised God because of my needs working perfectly. Just nobody who, who if, it didn't, if it didn't, the need didn't break, I would never come to the gym and say, thank you God for my knee working perfectly. I was out for two years. So for me, that working perfectly, being able to run is amazing. So grateful. Nothing else can happen, but just the fact that the knee's working, I'm so grateful. So our perspective and our gratitude is very, very connected. How people with healthy self-esteem have, have, a, have a wide perspective. People with low self-esteem, very narrow perspective. Number three, you have to, very, very important, I can, I, is to know exactly, know what your birthday is and know what your sign is. And know from that, know from your sign, your majority of sign, what areas in your life you need to work on. We're not here to, 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 to ask for the horoscope. We're not asking for horoscopes here. For, uh, for to predictions of the future. What we're doing is we're seeing what element in my life do I need to work on. If I would never, for example, water, emotions is the number one thing you need to work on. Number one needs, thing you need to work on your whole life is your emotions. Your emotions will make you successful or the opposite, calming your emotions. Fire, walk, be careful with anger, be careful with, uh, with uh, constant passion and no endurance. So that's fire. You have to build there, you have to build a lot of patience, you have to build a lot of... Um, you have to work on your anger. You have to be able to take, uh, to, to take criticism okay. You have to be not so controlling, more patient. For example, earth, you need to stop being so controlling and, so, uh, and get out of the box and stop being so stubborn. That's the earth in us, the stubbornness, the, the control, the I need to see the, I need the, the, the guarantee, the, the, I need to see everything certain and this, the need for always being certain and, be, and being controlling to make sure everything's going to work out. Be flexible. Be very go with the flow. That's where a lot of faith is needed, and obviously in um, in, in in the elements of air, make a freaking decision. Just make one decision. Air's all over the place. They don't know what to do. What, who to date? Who to marry? Blah 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 blah. Make a decision. So you have to know every each one of us has a hard time with that with those elements. So know what the element is and focus on the strength of it and know what the weakness is and develop a skill in that area. Number four, very, very important. You cannot have help. The more you have self-control in your life, the more self-esteem you have, pretty much. There's no way you can tell me I have self-esteem, I have no self-control. Impossible. Self-control and self-esteem are directly connected. You have self-control, that means you're investing in yourself. You're choosing what's harder instead of choosing what's easy. So studies are showing delayed gratification versus, versus instant gratification. The marshmallow study, kids that were given one marshmallow right away versus two marshmallows 20 minutes later, the kids that had delayed gratification, it's called the marshmallow experience. The kids that took two marshmallows, they waited 20 minutes for two marshmallows, they were more successful throughout their lives. The kids that took the one marshmallow more drug addictions, more failures, more low self-esteem, very impulsive. This is the concept in Kabbalah called Qatar, Keter, Qatar, wait, or Karet, cut. Being able to have that, that concept of self-control and delayed gratification, very, very important. Number five, your soul keeps score. Now the whole world is talking about your body keeps score, your soul keeps score, your spirituality. People with healthy self-esteem, they have made a lot of spirituality. They have, a, they, have a, they have a ritual in the morning. They have a lot of spirituality in their lives. They're connected to the Torah. They're connected to whatever the Bible, non-religion, whatever it is. They're connected to something spiritual. 
Without that spiritual connection, things don't work out. You don't even know what to turn to. Where, do you, where are you going to turn to? Biden, who's going to help you? Cam, Kamala Harris, who's going to help you? Who's going to help you? Who's going to help, who, who are you going to help? You're going to frustrate all your problems. You're going to just dump them on Twitter or Facebook. People that are spiritual, they take their situations and they elevate it to God. Other people, they just dump it on social media. Stop dumping and start, start casting to your creator. Your spirituality is very, very connected because without spirituality, you won't be able to know what, what to even work on. So it's very, very important. Your soul keeps score. You want to become more, more healthy self-esteem? You need to connect spiritually. You need to let the divine inside. Number six. A great way to build self-esteem is to not make the same mistakes over and over again. <laughs> Which that is ultimately the ultimate frustration. To doing things over and over and getting the same result, feeling frustrated. And that's because things are not working. Such as getting very, very physical in the relationship and then it breaking. And then you're starting to a new relationship. And then you get very physical again. And then it breaks again. And then over and over again, you keep on doing the same thing without getting the lesson that heaven is sending you. It's a very painful lesson. There's a reason why heaven's sending you the same exact lesson. It's not by mistake. It's not by mistake. It's for a reason. Because that's an area of your life that you need to master. We all have this situation, by the way. Things, these, <clears throat> doesn't go away. <clears throat> Don't make the same mistake over and over again. With healthy self-esteem, you take the mistake, you learn from it, it becomes experience, experience <clears throat> gives you success. Number seven, <clears throat> you don't give away energy. Healthy self-esteem, you don't give away energy. You don't give away their power. And how do you do that? By forgiving. When you forgive, you get your energy back. And not only do you get your energy back, but your creator gives you mercy. So great way to build healthy self-esteem is be forgive, forgive. number one, forgive yourself and forgive others. Because that means I get energy. Forgiveness means energy. Forgiving. Not forgiving, you're holding, you're holding negative negativity. And that's going to drain your energy. And it's going to also block the way you view the world. You're going to stay in a very low consciousness. Remember, anger is on a consciousness of 150. Just on an energy level. Trust is at 250. Love is at 500. So the higher the energy level, the higher the world looks at you exactly. It's a very important you want to build your self-esteem right away. Forgive others because God will forgive you, which will turn into material blessings uh, and all kinds of things. The worst thing you could do is hold, hold. Only the ego likes to hold a grudge. It's, it's weakness. Holding a grudge is really weakness. Forgiving is a strength. And that's where you're going to feel better when you're able to overcome your ego's tendency to always hold grudges, which is nothing but does nothing good for you. Number eight... Take place, take care of the place you live in, which is your body. You have to take care of your body. The way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you wake up. Exercise is, not a, is a must, not a should. There's no reason people should, should not be you know, pumping iron. There's no reason. You get, eight hour, you get six to seven hours of endorphins throughout the day if you work out. Like science is telling you that the, exercise is just as good as Prozac today. You get equivalent of, of Ritalin and Prozac through workout, working out. It'll give you focus and it'll give you endorphins. How could you not do it? How could you not do it? If you have, an, if you have the ability to change your mood and to be more focused, how could you not do it? 
It's not, I should do it. No, you must do it. Is it easy? No, but you wouldn't spend 30 minutes a day to get four hours of good feelings. So that's an area we, you have to work out. It's not, not, not I don't know, the, the Jewish world, the religious, it's not emphasis, except for the Rambam that said it all day long, that says even if you ate, even if you eat bad and you exercise, you're still okay. But if you eat good and you don't exercise, you have, you have a problem. You have to be able to, you have to, be able to move. I, I, I don't know where I would be without, without being able to work out. So again, taking care of your body, the times you eat, all that affects every mood. 90% of your serotonin is coming from your gut. Your decisions are coming from your mood, which could, remember, every time we go into comfort instead of growth, you're sending a signal of low self-esteem. Low self-esteem. Anytime you go into growth, you're building your self-esteem. So it's always that decision. So there's where really mind over mood. And mind over mood is very, very connected to how you're eating, how you're sleeping, and how you are uh, moving, practically. Emotion, motion, very, very important. Things don't just get better by, the, by mistake. They, they get better. Number nine, thought management. That's number nine. That's eight, eight is number eight, and that's, this is number nine, thought management. Thought management, being able to, to control your thoughts, being able to control your, actually your feelings. Feelings produce thoughts. Being able to let go, being able to manage your feelings, manage your thoughts. We, we obviously know a thousand times I've said this, the thoughts produce feelings. We need to stop resisting fe- bad feelings and just let them go. Just like you have a bad itch in the back of your neck, in your neck. Oh my God, I have an itch. Oh my God, it's itching again. How long is it going to itch? I can't take this itch. Just forget about the itch. It'll go away. That's it. Don't give energy. Rav Nachman tells us something very, very important. He says you shouldn't be bothered by the thought. And he says sometimes the Yitz, God sends you, the Yitzhahara can send you a thought. And if you overcome the thought by not getting disturbed by the thought, it's like winning a war and God takes a lot of pleasure from it. God takes a lot of pleasure when you overcome a negative thought and you go into a positive thought, when you don't let them bother you. And sometimes we have to go through the same places before with these thoughts. So being able to control your thoughts and not being able to be flustered because you're negative thinking, just notice it, let it go, pay attention to it, let it go, and you could see how that's a tremendous amount of, of management. Because remember, again, can't control our mind, we can't control our creation with our creator. So they know how to control their thoughts, they know how to, they know which, which they know they're the voice, they're the, they hear the voice, they're not the voice. Very, very important concept, of being able to control your thoughts. You can master that, you can master a lot, because you're, you're in control, you're in control of what's happening. Number 10, they take responsibility and they don't blame anybody. A great way to build self-esteem is, building, is taking responsibility, saying, I am owning this. It's, I am the situation, I am the problem, I am the solution. Versus blaming somebody else and just staying in the problem because of fear of ego. We never want to blame anybody else. We want to take responsibility. Responsibility is exactly all that God wants us to do. That's what, exactly what he said to Adam. What did he say? Oh, to Cain. What did he say? Why are you depressed? Just, just make the shuva. We need to take responsibility. If you make a mistake, say, I'm sorry. Imagine how many things in Shalom Bay could be fixed if we just said, I made a mistake, I'm sorry. Versus this and this and this. So much. We're playing tennis for stupid, stupidity. I made a mistake, I'm sorry. Be perfectly imperfect, but most importantly, 
you, when you take responsibility, that's showing humility. Don't blame anybody. We have a, we have a, you know how many times I have to catch myself? Oh, you're judging. Oh, don't blame that person. I do that all the time. I see the Yitzhar, oh, blame somebody. Who am I blaming here? Take responsibility. I catch myself constantly. Why are you judging the guy? The other guy, the other day, the guy's in the mikvah like for 25, 20 minutes. I'm like, what is this, a swimming pool? I started the judgment. The judgment started coming out. You know, six o'clock in the morning, I got to get to work, and the guy's swimming around like it's a, you know, like he's an Olympic-sized pool. I mean, you know, this is in and out. And I'm judging the guy. What does the guy think? It's his living room. It's his house. Come. What else do you need? You want towels? You want a spa? So I stopped the judgment. Maybe he needs to go to the mikvah more. Maybe he's got stuff going through his head. But I was, right away, the judgment came out. Stop judging. We, I'm telling you, you have no idea how many, if you're not paying attention, how many times you just judge, judge, judge. And it happens, it happens. And then I said, okay, who am I to judge? Maybe, who knows what the guy's situation is. Who am I, do I want to put myself in this position? No. If he has to spend 30 minutes in a, in a mikvah in the morning, God bless him. God bless him. Who am I to judge? So that's an area of your life that you, you, we, 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 all day long. It's the Yetzirah. Blah, blah, blah. You blame somebody else. Blame somebody else. Do this. Judge, judge. You don't want to do that. Number 11. They handle failure well. People with healthy self-esteem, they handle failure well. They don't blame themselves. It's very, it's very, very simple. Either you're taking the failures, you're putting them on your head. That's low self-esteem. Healthy self-esteem, you put the failures underneath your feet. They were the stepping stones. One puts them on their head, and one puts them on the, underneath their feet. Very simple. It didn't work out. Procedure, you either win or you, or you, you either win or you learn. That's it. They handle failure well. They don't take failure so personal. They don't run away from failure. They don't let failure get, get them in the past. So it's very, very important. Handling failure well, it's extremely valuable. That's the breaking of the vessel, etc. Number 12, a great way to, make, to build self-esteem, again, is to make a decision. Because you're sending the universe or your creator. It's showing, when you make a decision, you're telling your creator, I trust in you. When, you, when, you, when you're in, in fear, you're telling him, I don't trust in you. So what's happening? You keep on going into contractions. The more you go into contractions, less likely you're going to have growth. So the more, less likely, for example, let's say I don't make one decision. And then tomorrow I don't make another decision. And then tomorrow I make another decision. Next thing you know, I have an anxiety situation because I'm, I'm anxious that I'm not making decisions. So now I have anxiety over not making a decision. So you can see how much we go backwards instead of going into forward. So starve fear by making a decision and enjoy the process. That's another thing that I've seen. You build self-esteem, you start making decisions. If is it the right one or not, it's what you need to do. <laughs> it's what you need to do. Number 13, people with healthy self-esteem, they really work on having good relationships and they have good boundaries. People with low self-esteem have very poor boundaries. They'll let anybody through the door, anybody through the door. Toxic people, they any through the door. You have healthy self-esteem, you need to use boundaries. I can't tell you how important this is. You have a beautiful house, you don't just let anybody through the door. Put a boundary. You're not gonna make everybody happy. 
And who cares? You have to have boundaries. You don't have boundaries, it's called burnout or boundaries. You decide. When's going to happen? Sometimes you're dealing with very difficult people. You have to just put a boundary. I have, to, I have to put tons of boundaries. Tons of boundaries in my life. Tons, tons. Specifically with the podcast, even more boundaries. And more boundaries. Because your, your space of creation, your space is very, very sacred. And if you just let anybody in that space, you could end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they'll, and they'll drain your energy. There's times for everything. And there's not, you, you don't have, chesed, first you have to, remember, kindness, first you have to be kind to yourself. And you know that you can't deal with that person. You're not being kind by letting that person in because that could be a problem. Better you get stronger than little by little let situations in your life. Exactly what happened with Moshe Rabbeinu. What did Moshe Rabbeinu say? Wanted to help everybody. What did he do? He got burnt out. Got burnt out. So Hashem, what did Yitro say? You're doing way too much. So if Moshe Rabbeinu got burnt out, imagine us that. So we need to have, we need to have realistic boundaries in our lives, etc. People with poor boundaries, they walk all over, they walk everywhere, they just don't have any decisions. So your good relationships and your boundaries are tremendously valuable. I can't tell you, I can't express to you. Number 14. They switch from entertainment to knowledge. People with healthy self-esteem, they, they're more into podcasts, a lot more, there's tons of podcasts now, more, more knowledge, less entertaining. Less entertainment. The entertainment ratio is higher. Healthy self-esteem, 80% entertainment, 20%, 80% empowerment, 20% entertaining. Low self-esteem, 90% entertaining, 10% empowerment. Recipe for disaster. Because remember, you want to think, you want to feel, new information creates new thinking. Same information creates same thinking. You need new input to create new, new information. There's always things you can get better in life. Even, again, even listen to a podcast, even, the, even with the slightest things you could see can make such a difference. Like, for example, Bill Walton, he was the, the coach of UCLA, the most successful coach of UCLA. He showed his players how to, how to put his socks on. He showed them how to put their socks on. Because, listen, if you put the socks on the wrong way, you're going to be like in the third, the third quarter. Next thing you know, you're going to get a blister. It's going to affect the way you run and everything. Even I, I see today, I'm, I, I, do, I do, okay, how do you breathe when you run? What time should you be eating? These little things make a tremendous difference. Intermediate fasting. All of these things, little things that you think are not a, not a big deal, make a big, big deal. 11-minute uh, breathing before you get your day started. There's so many things you could do, just little things, you, little tweaks that you could always get that extra edge in life. So that's, you need a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, etc. Especially with diet. You have, to, you have to know gut health. Gut health is 90% of your serotonin. You have to know what, what, what inflames your gut, and what, how, many, how many diseases are connected to a gut, gut inflammation, you know, what kinds of meat you eat, everything. That's, you have to be very, very... Today we're looking at the Heshker only. Is it all you? Is it this? Okay, all you, kosher. Stick it out of your mouth. Even though it could be made of 500 ingredients, it's okay, it's kosher. That's not, kosher is not enough today. You have to know. More ingre, more, longer the shelf life, shorter your life. Bottom line. Not enough to just look at 
the OU signal or the K signal. You got to look and more. Because remember, food equals energy. And if it's not handled well, it becomes the opposite. You got to look at food as energy. How much you eat, etc. Number 15. I can't tell you how important this one is. They go to sleep earlier and they wake up earlier. Like, if you're waking up, going to sleep at 12 o'clock and waking up at 9 o'clock, that's like a recipe for disaster. Like, 9 o'clock, I'm already, I'm already five hours into the day. Like, what do you wake, I wake up when my body feels like. You can't have any kind of self-esteem if you're waking up and already the sun's out and the whole world is moving and you're, you're already behind three hours. How do you think you feel? You feel, I'm, I'm out in the day. Shabbat, you can do what you want. Shabbat, you can wake up a little later. But how are you going to get this work done? How are you going to get any spiritual work done if you're waking up, you know, at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock? It's too late. It's too late. So, going to sleep late, what do you do? Remember, the, the night, and Kabbalistically, is a time of judgment. You're, not much happens at night. You want to go out here and there, no problem. Go out twice a week. I go out also. But the, I pay for it in the morning. Pay for it in the morning. I'm behind the day and this, I'm rushing. It's not, it's not the same, I'm not the same person. So you go out twice a week. But every, when you got too much, you, you're, you're on the phone until 11, 12 o'clock, looking at other people's lives or looking at stupidity. It, it costs you. It costs you. It costs you. It costs you. There's a price. And you want more self-esteem, you're going to say. What did I accomplish? At the end of the day, there's going to be one question. What in the world did I accomplish today? That's going to, you're going to tell it to yourself. What did I get done today? Hmm. Nothing. That cannot be, that is not going to feel good. I promise you. It's not going to feel good. When you say, wow, what did I accomplish today? Because remember, accomplishing something creates dopamine, which makes you feel more accomplished. And as you get going, you get going. So you have to be able to, specifically, first of all, the night you're going to get nothing done. It's a time of judgment. And the morning is a time of clarity. So just common sense, why would you not take advantage when there's super, super amount of clarity where you could do so much in these hours? So I'm very disciplined. I go to a party, okay, I gotta go home. I'm very disciplined because at the end of the day, I need that, I need that morning. That morning is a, is a time for introspection, clarity, etc. So go to sleep earlier, wake up earlier versus the opposite, just that little one. <laughs> can make a tremendous difference. When you meditate at 5 o'clock in the morning versus meditating at 10 o'clock in the, in the morning, it's a, it's a different world. It's like going to the airport at 5 o'clock in the morning versus going to the airport at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Completely different experience. One is 20 minutes in, out, clarity. Or the other one, you know what? Especially all the New Yorkers who moved to Florida. They just made everything worse. I'm just kidding. Number 15. Number 16, you don't give up. Self-esteem equals I do not give up. Low self-esteem, I give up. Very important. When you're giving up, you're basically telling your creator, you gave me way much than I can handle. Life is not fair. This is not right. There's injustice in the world. I'm out. That is an invitation for self, low self-esteem. I'm not worth, basically, when you give up, you're saying, I am not worth the effort. That's what you're saying when you, when you have lost of sleep. I'm not worth it. I'm not worth it. I'm not valuable enough to wake up in the morning. I'm not valuable enough for this. So you're basically sending your soul. I'm not worth it. And then what happens is, low self-esteem, 
then it, because of low self, the, the problem with low self-esteem is, mm-hmm. is the that you'll become more, if anything happens, you'll be the, the, the number one, you're saying everything's happening to me. And that's where the low self-esteem is the beginning of a victim mentality, and a victim mentality is the beginning of slavery. So that's what you can see, this is such a vicious cycle. So they don't give up. They don't give up no matter what. They don't give up no matter what. They turn it up. They fail, they get up. If, if our sages already said that, that a righteous person falls down seven times. You're not going to fall down? You're not going to fall down? Michael Jordan, how many times? How do you know? You have to fall, maybe you have to fall five times, six times. Who do, what do you know what the price is? You don't know what the price is in heaven. But giving up is telling you, I'm not worth the effort. Number 17, healthy, healthy people with healthy self-esteem, they have a lot of meditation and prayer. The more meditation and prayer, the more you're, you, you can get to this awareness and the more you can get to higher levels of consciousness. That's where the prayer, that's where the answer to all your questions are. So when you have healthy self-esteem, you put energy into meditation and prayer. Low self-esteem, you don't believe in your prayer or you don't even believe, believe that your prayers are going to do anything. That's a problem. Because if I don't believe in my prayers, then I don't have, it's not the amount of the prayers, it's the faith behind it. So people with healthy self-esteem, they put a lot of effort in prayer because they know they need help. Remember, prayer is the ultimate way to take the batteries out of the ego. Because you're asking heaven for help. Instead of saying, I got everything in control. Just the fact that you go there and say nothing. Just the fact that you're vulnerable, that you're, you're knowing that you know nothing. The fact that you need help. Just the fact that you do that is showing you that, it's showing tremendous amount of humility. Even if you say, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. If you have nothing to say, but help, help me. That itself is showing that you're making an effort towards building self-esteem. So meditation and prayer increases. No meditation and prayer, how do you get the awareness? How do you, how do you, how do you know what you need to fix? You need to, be, you need to be alone at that time. Number 18, they crush comfort zones. Healthy self-esteem equals crushing comfort zones. Low self-esteem, love comfort zones. They love them. They build more walls and more walls and more walls. You have to start breaking these comfort zones. Remember, you come from an infinite creator. There's, an inf- there's a spark in your soul which is created from nothing but greatness and infinite potential. So we can always tap into that. The word I can't really means I don't want to. And I'm really covering up a lot of things when I say I can't. I'm covering up laziness, fear of failure, other things in my life that I'm trying to cover up. But you have to be able to do extremely, extremely difficult things in order to get things done. And this is anybody who's successful will tell you the exact same thing. You got to look at a comfort zone as a slavery, period. Number 19, you have to be able to take calculated risk. You can't just not take risk. You have to be able to take calculated risk. You have to. Not not crazy risk, but you have to be able to take calculated risk. I think getting married right now is is, (laughs) is a calculated risk. Getting married. I took a risk. I bought a hotel right after COVID in 20 days. Got married after 30 days. I open the businesses. I take calculators. I love the journey. I know what the Yetzirah wants me to do. Is don't, don't take the risks. Just stay in the sidelines. 
Wait for things to be 100% perfect. That is the number one way to lose. Because they will never be perfect. You make them perfect. It's like a guy asking you, do you have a business that's making 12% in, that's making 25% of my money, that has no down, no risks, and I can get it for cheap? They don't exist. You have to make it into that. We made it into that. Nobody gets, that, gets it like that. You don't get it like that. So c- taking calculated risk is extremely, extremely valuable. When Nakshon went to the split the Red Sea, when he went into the out, he took a risk. And then it splits. So they have a lot of trust. Number 20, another way is to da- have a daily accounting of what needs work. That's part of his bodhidut, or at night you could do that. Do a daily accounting. Do an inventory. The big book is big on inventory. Teams watch game film the next day. They're looking at what went wrong. Because when we check what's wrong, we can fix. You, want to, you don't want to watch game film? Okay. Continue making the same mistake. What went wrong on that day? You have to have it. It's called the Cheshbon and Nefesh. Watching game film. Keeping inventory. Why do stores keep inventory? Because they need to know what they have. They need to know what they need to buy, etc. We need to always... In Breslov, it's always an inventory. You know why? Because we like to keep the accounting below. If I do my own accounting, heaven doesn't do the accounting. If you do your own judgment below, heaven doesn't judge you above. When you tell your creator, creator of the world, I am a 2 out of 10 husband. I know I'm a 2 20. I'm, I know I'm a 20% husband. I could be, I'm not even close to 100%. Help me get to 80 at least you're saying, okay, you're not the greatest husband. I could be better, I could be doing this better, I could do that better. Heaven's not going to remind you that you're a 20% husband. You've already confessed you're a 20% husband. But if you say, I think I'm a 100% husband, then heaven's going to show you, your wife's going to tell you you're a, tw- you're, a 20, you're a 20% husband. So you can either have yourself tell you that, so you can get to eventually higher, or you can have the world show you that. So if you humble yourself, People will need to humble you. But if you don't humble yourself, you will be humbled. So it's an option that we can do. Humble yourself or you'll be humbled or the opposite. That's called daily accounting. It's very, very needed. Number 21, they don't compare. They stay in their lane. Very, very important to self-esteem. Social comparison today has been a disaster. Social media has been making people... There's more depression than happy faces out of, <laughs> out of Facebook, than the more comparisons. You don't, you don't want to compare yourself to anybody. Do not compare, stay in your lane, and stay in your own car also. <laughs> not only stay in your lane, but stay in your own car. They do not compare. Comparing leads to despairing. There's a, the, the, there's a place that everything has a time and space for it. Your success could be in two years, that person's success is earlier, but it's not your business to... To play God. When we compare, what happens is, the Gemara says, when you, when you seek what is not yours, you lose what you put your eyes on, what's not yours. You seek whatever you seek, you don't get. And what you have, you lose. There's a famous Gemara. So, basically comparing makes you lose, stop manifesting. And makes you, whatever you have, you're ungrateful for. So that's an area that we have to tweak. You shouldn't feel bad about all these things. You should just make adjustments. 
this is, by the way, this has been my, my to-do list that I needed to work on. So if I'm telling you it was my to-do list, we all make this, we're all vulnerable in this area. Just make adjustments, not excuses. And number 12, 22, do acts of kindness. Do a, give a lot of, the more you give out, the more your creator gives you to do more. Believe it or not, when I was in Dubai and in Maldives, I didn't have not even one class that I could have put. It was unbelievable. When I'm in a position to give, or you want to give, my, my creator opens up my mind. But when you're not giving, <laughs> close. I couldn't even come up with one class. It was unbelievable. Two weeks, I could not come up with one class. I was like, I had like a, a brain freeze. Okay, you're on vacation, enjoy your vacation. But I could not even, I said, let me just do one class. Couldn't even come up with one class. I had like a complete writer's block. So it's a big, it was a big lesson for me that whenever you're going to put yourself in a position to give, that's why you have a business, have many organizations that you have, you support, God will provide the business because of the organization sometimes. It's not your intelligence. You're just a channel. You're just a channel for the blood. You're just a channel for the money. You're just a channel for the knowledge. You have to put yourself in a position to give. If the situ, if all the knowledge is self-centered, then why would your creator? What does he have to give you? So you become more more egotistical. So make sure that the, the doors are open. The doors are open. In business-wise, create a lot of charity. That's that creates good flow from above. Compassion. Be compassionate to others. Your creator will give you compassion. It's all you want to do is keep the flow going. Keep the flow. Make sure there's flow. Don't be self-centered. The self-centered stops the flow. See how if we're just thinking about ourselves, I need to make money. There's no charity behind it. Well, I'm really giving you the money so you can give to that organization. But if you're not going to do it, I'll just find somebody else to do it. Very simple. Where do we know this from? Esther Malka. Mordechai says, this is your mission. If you do not do it, we're going to find somebody else to do it. <laughs> That's it. So if you're smart, what you do is you create channels. Channels. Channels in here, channels of knowledge, by giving over knowledge to others. Channels with money, tzedakah. Just keep the channels open. That's all I got to tell you. All you have to do. It's not that complicated. You're just a vehicle that everything goes through. But if the channels are closed... The knowledge is closed, period. So very important to do acts of kindness and service, not for them, but for you. So you can be able to receive and they can receive. And that's exactly what God wants to do, bestow his kindness on us. And we just have to be able to receive it. So Hashem, help us all. These are 22. I could do 50, but 22 is enough. 22, there's enough here to work on. This, how you, this is either you're going into self-love, which builds a bigger vessel, which, which gives you more bounty, Versus none of this. Versus low self-esteem, self-centeredness. You're the, you, be, you become a victim mindset. We want to be a co-creator. We don't want to be a victim. Have a great day.